we're we're Baby. toasting. What? We're going straight into it. Okay. This is episode <laughs> four. Fifteen. Fifteen. Nice. God. Getting them big numbers. Corey's uh Corey's, Corey's brought some bitch. energy. Yeah, Corey's bringing energy. And his excuse his excuse I today was too nice. I'm yeah, too late last night. I like thought something right. was wrong and this he's like last show that I'm doing. Wow. Stay up on Good. TikTok Can't all wait. night. Don't well, have to ever see you again. You sent me a funny video. I was up late. I was up at one and I sent you a message and you weren't up. So you didn't stay up that late. Dude. I didn't stay up that late. Yeah. You were staying up late TikToking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that for you. It's the devil. It's the devil. It's you can it's TikTok the devil. <laughs> I heard Leanne the other day go, I gotta get off TikTok. <laughs> like, I gotta get up. I gotta get up and move, you know? Yeah. Fucking... I was like, ooh, just lost in it. Just lost in the sauce. What um, were you up late doing, Shane? <clears throat> what do you mean? TikTok. Gaming. Mm. Hell yeah. So welcome to Fantasy Date Night. Um, just gotta give another weekly shout out to Newsly, the app that makes the internet listenable. Check out the Newsly app. Use our promo code PODCAST, all caps, but the zero, or the O is a zero. Um, We're featured on there. That's really the only reason you should check it out. But, yeah. Newsly. What, Corey? You're pointing. That microphone. We're going to use that mic for uh, a phone phone interview that we're going to have first time on the show. Woody has not told us anything about this. Well, I t- you were late, so I told Shan- Shane and Zach, but uh, yeah, um, I'll be surprised. I still I don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> It'll be great. We we've kind of talked about it a little bit on the show before, so it's not going to be too. Isn't that guy? Yeah. Whoa. Um, I'm nervous now. Yeah, Dude, I've been sitting here nervous the whole time. Get I'm kind of nervous uh, too. Uh, Get the- I'm not nervous. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous too. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I just. Make sure we give the proper respect it's due. Yeah, yeah, and, no. like, and like, just preface, I at no, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to be any disrespectful at all. No, I'm of super course curious. Not. Yeah, I exactly. I'm just nervous. It's just our first interview, and this is our like it's make true, or break moment. First yeah, and fantasy date night. You know, we're open to all beliefs and whatevers. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if he? We're super anti kink shame. You, we're yes, sexually we're pretty open to whatever. But what if he comes on and he's just like super MAGA anti vaxxer Keep that going as long as we can. Keep that going as long as we can. You know, you wanna listen. You yeah, gotta be able fair. to listen in today's day and age. Is he gonna do like the robot voice? Ooh. Yeah. The monster <laughs> yeah. voice? No. It's like just a shadow I, I don't think so. Are you so. gonna do that That's robot monster? Best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, we can always hit that in post. We can hit that in post if you want. Yeah. Are you gonna give me that robot voice? <laughs> um, the way we're gonna record this interview is super janky. Uh, I thought we were gonna have the technical capabilities to have it be cleaner, but literally we're just putting an iPhone on a table, hitting speaker, and then we're recording it into the mic. Um, yeah, I kind of want to rip the bandaid off and just call him. Yeah, let's start. It. All right, go ahead. Here we go. <clears throat> Woody's calling him. Shane has his hands over his face. We're trying to get <laughs> mentally prepared for our first big interview. I have a blemish. Dude. This is the moment. This is the moment we're gonna all remember. Nobody guys. can tell, dude. It looks. Know, it looks like you got punched. It looks Does sick. It? Yeah. Does it look cool? Yeah. Woody made a great. I might go Nelly with it. Just get a band aid. Okay. All right. We're calling. Hello. 
Hello. Hey, is this Paul? Yes, there it is. Hey, Paul, what's up? This is Woody at uh, Fantasy Date Night. Uh, welcome to the Fantasy Date Night podcast. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm here with uh, my co-hosts Zach, Corey, and Shane. Um, yeah, on our podcast we have you know weekly segments, and we really like to get into specific kinks. Um, you know, we've had people discuss kinks, all different shapes and sizes. And fantasy date night, we have a big uh, anti kink shame belief. We like to just kind of hear what people are into and why they're into it and whatnot. And uh, we heard that you had a pretty unique kink that you're into. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's not really. Let's get right into it, I guess. I, I enjoy getting my balls hit, punched, kicked, or kneed, you know, what have you, tortured, I suppose. And it falls under, you know, cock and ball torture, but it's like a different kind I suppose it's kind of like a, a branch off of that god I didn't really yeah and so really yeah so sorry to interrupt you Paul keep going oh I don't really know when I necessarily um, found this kink uh, maybe like watching movies I saw it happen and it was like oh what would that feel like and then one thing led to another I had a girlfriend that was kind of experimental and open-minded mm-hmm. i was like i never really had this experience happen i've never been hitting the balls really hard like it's you know just one thing led to another and we started trying it out and it was it was actually kind of fun i don't know so you've never gotten like hit or kicked in the balls before you wanted to try exploring it in a sexual way like as a kid or by a sibling like you've never suffered like a gnarly ball kick before that no i mean not really no so what did it feel like the first time you got kicked in the balls well it was from a girl and she was of course kind of dressed up kind of cute and kind of made a whole little date night out of it in my apartment and like she was uh she's great i mean it just it kind of started off slow and to be honest with you, it was, it was probably like the best adrenaline rush I've ever had in my life. And I've been like skydiving, I've been, you know, downhill skiing, I've done all sorts of crazy shit in my life. And that was like the most dopamine I've, I've had. Cause like when you get, when you have severe pain, your, your brain releases an insane amount of dopamine and adrenaline to try to, of course, you know, mask that pain no. and, and make that bearable. And the fact that it was like a beautiful woman kind of doing that to my better words less my manhood and just being completely the dominant one in this scenario it was just, it was just I don't know it was just amazing I think absolutely normally I'm a dominant person like in bed at, you know just in my life and kind of a um, you know I like to work out I work construction I was in the military yada yada yeah now, yeah. Now, is this something that you, you know, you just jump into, or do you dip the toe in a little bit? Like, was it just right off the bat, one hundred percent, like full power into it, or was it just like, hey, let's 
you know, give a little nudge first. Yeah, like is it light tapping and then it gets harder and harder and harder, or is it just like a full 100% bash? First time. Right, right. So that usually depends on the girl, like how comfortable she is. She Has she ever done this or anything like it? Mostly we kind of like, we keep her clothes on and we kind of just warm up and she gets kind of the, the nerves and the, I guess, I want to say uncomfortability because we're both comfortable yeah. at that point. But like, yeah. the sense that she's feeling that comfortability, she kind of gets that um, out of the way and it just, yeah, definitely like, definitely not full power yeah so like take let's let's take a step back to like the first conversation that you had when you wanted to explore this with your girlfriend like what like how did you bring it up what was her initial reaction um just take us back to that you know you kind of communicating for the first time that you wanted to explore this sure sure yeah i remember it remember pretty well actually it was it's like 2000 16 or something actually um we were just talking about like hey have you ever yeah, i just came up like we were wrestling and she kind of faked it like fake punched me in the balls and i was like have you ever like hit a guy in the balls really hard he's like no i've never done that i mean it'd be so mean she was kind of like an innocent mm-hmm. um an instant pass i suppose and i was like well i've never been hit the balls and i you know see it all over the place it hurts the worst pain and imaginable and I was wondering if you wanted want to try it I mean it's kind of we're kind of I don't know I don't want to say bored in our relationship but like yeah it's kind of stale and we just kind of wanted to try something new you want to spice it up try this I mean I now step a step further backwards and kind of explain that like I saw this um CBT cotton ball torture just kind of like browsing kinks on like Pornhub and whatnot. I came across this one and it like, it definitely excited me. So then was, that was kind of when it seeped in my mind. I wanted to try it with uh, my girlfriend. And and was it everything that you thought it would be? Like, did you get the um, result that you were looking for? The first time it was, it was a little awkward, not gonna lie. It was, it was fun. Like I had the rush. She was kind of a little timid, and she she loved that I loved it, which was pretty cool of her. She wasn't necessarily into it, but she did, you know, try as, as the best she could, and and I think it worked out. It was a positive thing. And like, how old were you when this happened for the first time? Yeah, I was probably like twenty three, twenty four, twenty four, I think. Okay. And like this whole time, I didn't really know I even had that. I mean, 24 is pretty, I wanted to say, like, I was pretty sexually mature at that point. Like, it kind of, I knew I was. I've done a lot of places, done a lot of things. And yeah, you've been... Kind of cool just finding any real excitement. You'd been around the block a few times, and you kind of want to just try something new. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. From what we've talked about, that's usually how it goes, you know? You want to keep it fresh, you want to try new stuff, and if you find a partner like that that's willing to explore that with you, like you said, it's, that's pretty cool of them to do that, even if they're not into it. Um, Shane, you had a question? Was Yeah, was there, was there any, like, negative side to it as far as, like, the relationship or anything that you can think of after the first time? Um... No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, after like 
immediately after we had the session, it was kind of a little quiet, like, hey, did you like that? How did you feel? It was a, it was a little awkward, kind of like the first time, you know, you had sex with like two virgins. You're like, hey, how was it? You know, how did you yeah, that's that's with anything though. A couple days later, we're we're trying it again, so it was it was pretty cool. Zach, I'm curious as well. Is it is there any like foreplay involved in it? Is it just you guys are hanging out and you like warm up to that? Is there like a romantic foreplay aspect to it at all? Yeah, can you take us through like the whole scene, like the process of it, and where the kicking happens and the climax? You know, just like. Like paint us that picture of the the scene. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I mean, every situation is different. I mean, a lot of the times, the uh, if it's in first time with a girl, I kind of do the same thing I'm doing right now. I kind of walk them through it, and we talk about it. Like we usually meet at a neutral place, a coffee shop, or like outside somewhere, and we kind of have a, a date to get to know each other. And then we go to the location that we agree upon. And then we kind of start talking a little bit about like our kinks and our history about them. And then, uh, and then at one point, I'm like, okay, well, are you ready to try it? And then at that point, we're both pretty warmed up with one another and we kind of just both stand up and we do, we start lightly, start with our clothes on, we make sure we have consent and comfortability and, and usually it, it works out and we, we go forward from there. And so, like, have you guys, like, made out at this point? Are you, like, making out and then you suggest, like, hey, let's, you know, get into it? Like, what, is there any, like, physical touch before the the hitting starts? Yeah, it's an interesting, um, it's <clears throat> a good question. So I see, um, well, I guess I recall normally when me and my, my partner or the girl I'm with, when we have this type of exploration um, urge, it's not really, I don't want to say it's not sexual, but it's definitely not like a romantic one. So we're not like kissing and holding hands, touchy-feely. Okay. It's more of a, it's more of like a, I don't know, I guess it's more like a, a aggressive and sub, sub-dom type relationship where she kind of like, would fall into this role of telling me like, okay, you need to stand up now. And those are usually the most successful ones. And I kind of just like listen to her and take orders from her. Got it. And there, there's no like sex involved. Sometimes with like my partners that are close, I'm so, we're both so aroused at the end that it does lead to sex, but most of the times it doesn't. We just kind of end the session and talk about it there. And there's no, yeah, there's very little, um, I guess romantic connection when this session is going in, when it's going on. You said sometimes it leads to sex afterwards when it's with your partners? Yeah. After you've been kicked in the ball several times, does that ever interfere with your ability to have sex afterwards? Do you have to wait a certain amount of time or? I mean, not really. I'm so, you know, I'm so jacked up on adrenaline and hormones that at that point I just kind of want to go. Like, obviously, if it's an intense session, I got to, like, catch, literally catch my breath and then we proceed. But <clears throat> other, I mean, no, I haven't had any complications. I haven't had any damage. You know, I've been, I've been safe and monitoring it and take care of 
um, that, I guess more or less take care of them after the session as well. Yeah. That being said, yeah. I mean, have you been pushed? Have you been pushed too far at points? I mean, is there like a safety word? It's at like agreed upon beforehand. I know a lot of different kinks have something like that, but have you experienced something yeah. like that? Another good point that you bring up that it is, it is super important to have at least not necessarily, I mean, you have a safe word, and that's definitely a thing, but you definitely need to know, like, when I say, give me a second, like, I need it. Or, like, when she says, hey, I'm not really comfortable going any further, like, she needs it. Whether yeah. that's a safe word or not, it's definitely something we talk about um, with, you know, great emphasis before we start. Yeah, it's always good to have good communication when you're exploring kinks yeah yeah, yeah exactly there was, a, there was a session with uh, a regular girl that i would do these with where we got you know she got pretty comfortable and we started you know doing this you know a couple times a month and at one time i was like okay this would be i'm gonna get kind of detailed here she's like okay i want you to knee me five to ten times in a row like no holding back, all the power you can do it. And of course she did it because we were both comfortable and I told her to do it. And at that point, like I did like a little bit of damage and like tissue bruising and whatnot. So I mean, that's kind of my line is like me, I guess, doesn't really do it for me. It kind of just damages the tissue like underneath the balls, like the crotch area. So I mean, that was kind of the only bad experience I ever had. Well, kind of on that same track, like, you know, they say that aftercare is important, you know, with your partner after you do the kink and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but in terms of like the physical aftercare for yourself, like, does it help to like bust out an ice pack? Do you ever have to like, like say, you know, it's over and your partner has like left, like, what do you do for yourself after that? Believe it or not, like testicles are insanely um, resilient and durable. I mean, as much pain as it, it feels like getting even getting flipped, they are pretty fucking tough, dude. And then, but like once uh, the kneeing thing happened, like when you get kneed, they don't, the, the, your balls kind of just like move out of the way because kneeing are super, super slow, right? So they have time to kind of move out of the way. And then all that leg power just goes up into your, you know, your hip bone crotch tissue. And that's kind of what made me swollen and bruised. And then at that point, I would be taking ibuprofen and icing, you know, every day for like a couple of weeks. It was pretty bad. But other than that, when there's just like punches or kicks, they're so fast that, you know, they don't really get down to that deep tissue mm-hmm. and do any long-term damage. Now, uh, you said, excuse me, you said uh, you have like a, a couple people that you've done this before. Is it difficult to find people to uh, to do this with or is it pretty pretty easy, I guess? Uh, it's, it's definitely a challenge. Okay. I mean, I haven't, at this point, I haven't had a session in since October, last okay. October, so like a year and a half ago almost. Okay. And uh, do, do you have a significant other or? Say again. Uh, do you have a significant other? I do, yeah. And she hasn't really been very responsive to my kinks. Like, we're not 
necessarily um, on the same wavelength as far as our sexual experience, which is fine. Like we still yeah. talk about it. We still like experiment a little bit, but she's not, she has, we have done this practice before and it only lasts like a couple of, couple of minutes when she gets a little, you know, okay, let's move on. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for trying and that type of thing. Yeah, we definitely. only do like try it maybe once a couple months. But um, there was one point where she let me kind of branch out and find, try to find other girls that would do it in a non-sexual way. Like, I got to keep my clothes on. She has to keep her clothes on. You know, nothing after, nothing before. Just, just kicking. Like, and then you leave. So, so if you're having a session, because like I'm assuming that the you get sac- sexual gratification from the kicking, right? With like the sub dom relationship. Like, if you're not, you know, having sex afterwards, do you, like, reflect on the session and then have, like, masturbate about it later? Like, how much of it is in the moment gratification versus, like, you know, you've achieved what you wanted and you're reflecting back on the situation? I think it's probably 75% in the moment. 25% 25% reflection, like, yeah, I would take those memories to the bathroom and and use that. Yeah, but mostly it's just kind of in the moment, like, you can't, you can't, like, remember the adrenaline rush or you can't remember the dopamine. That's a feeling, like, here now, feeling. So that's usually what I'm, what I'm after. So you're a kind of, I mean, like an adrenaline junkie per kind of thing. Like you said, you've skydived, you did, you've done skiing. Like, is that? Do you think that's a lot of it, or something separate? Yeah, something I haven't really thought about. I mean, kind of just pulled. I kind of pulled adrenaline in it into one category. I haven't really. Yeah. Affected. Sure. Uh, what different kinds of adrenaline? I mean, there's different. I would say. I would say more of like the adrenaline you get when you know you first have sex with a girl you first kiss a girl or you know, a girl that you really have a crush on that gives you the, the butterfly eyes or whatever it's kind of like a nervous exciting anxious adrenaline but like completely amplified in the sense that she's in completely completely in control and you're at her mercy and it's just and then you add the pain aspect to it it's just explodes yeah definitely do you ever have to like give tips or pointers on like how to kick is it like a a flat foot like you're hitting like you're kicking a soccer ball with the top of your foot or is it more like a toe punt like have you thought at all about like the different types of kicks and the impact that it makes on you and how it makes you feel like you explored kneeing right like have you have you tried like different types of kicks? So sometimes, like when you you don't really if the girl's barefoot, they don't want to do flat foot or toes because that just hurts them like a lot. It, it doesn't really it lasts that long. And they sometimes like move up to their shin, and that's, that's fine. But like that hurt. I mean that hurts me a lot too. So we kind of have to have a balance where like she wears socks sometimes, or I wear um, boxers sometimes, and we kind of you know we we communicate how our, our pain is going because it both you know it hurts both individuals physically like when you kick 
Yeah, I think barefoot, no matter what it is, you're gonna feel it. Yeah, you gotta find a happy place. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then we have have done sessions when she had shoes or boots on, and those are the best for her. She definitely enjoys them the most because she has absolutely no pain, and she's you know she's wearing cute shoes, you know, a lot of variables that are on her side. But of course, when you get caked with boots on, I don't really I don't really last that long. So you prefer a barefoot kick, or what would be your preference? I think the most personal is definitely barefoot. I mean, it's just skin skin, kind of a mental, sure. a mental thing there. Absolutely. What is like, so it sounds like you've done this quite a few times. Like, is there one session that like really stands out? I mean, I'm sure the first one, it's kind of like that first dopamine hit you know, feeling something you've never felt before. But other than that one, was there any like set of set of circumstances or things that aligned that like made a specific session, you know, above the rest? Uh, they're all pretty, all pretty great in a sense. But like, there's there's definitely a couple of times when um, we like me, I would meet this girl, you know, on Tinder, Bumble, you name it. And we would be talking about it for, you know, months about what to expect and what to do. And then she, I mean, at one point she was like, she had no experience with this type of kink or, or really any kink. And then at one point she was like, okay, I need this to happen. It sounds so much fun. Come over right now. And I was just like, bam, that's awesome. That's like best case scenario, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, have you... Have you met somebody that's on equal uh, that likes this as much just as much as you do, or is it more of I don't want to say one sided, but is it more of you seeking it versus them seeking it? I haven't um, at this point. I haven't personally, like physically, met anybody that's kind of on my level. Got it. I'm talking to a couple, like currently actually, but they they live in different areas than I do, so that makes it difficult. Um, but there's mostly it's yeah, like I said, it's kind of I'm kind of the one who's right. initiating everything. But the regular that I had, it started that way, and then she, at one point, like within a year of us um, practicing it, she was like, "Damn, I really missed this. We should do this again sometime." That type of thing. So she, she kind of like warmed up to it and started to enjoy it a lot. I know that sometimes, uh, you know, if you do your kinks like over and over and over again, you can get a little desensitized to them or they don't have that same spark that they had at the beginning. Like, one, is that something that you've felt? And two, like, is there something. Uh, is there like a kink that's kind of related to the cock and ball torture that you are interested in trying but haven't yet? Um, like it might be it might be cock and ball torture still, but like you're just not getting kicked. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't really thought about branching out. I mean, honestly, I have done this a lot, but I've liked this since I was twenty three, twenty four years old, and in the times that I have these sessions, you know, the in-between time is so long, you know, it's months, months. At this point, it's almost, it's over a year. So when I do 
get to do my initial kink that I fell in love with at the very first, it is just as exciting as the first time. You know what I mean? So I don't really have a reason to branch out at this point. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And now you touched on it a little bit, but is the is the goal to reach a certain threshold like you know you've reached your limit or you said sometimes the sessions are a little shorter is the goal to go as long as you can it definitely depends on um well first of all it depends on the girl it's all up to her and her comfort level and then at that point if she's like okay i'd like to move on or done which is of course that can be a minute that can be 10 minutes so it's she's the first my first concern is save her safety comfort and then at that point she's like my regular after a couple times that was you know 10 or 15 20 minute long sessions and at that point that's basically yeah my pain tolerance and my yeah and my ability to even stand stand at that point for sure um Got like one or two more questions here. Um, yeah. So I would assume that you can take, you can sustain like a pretty, like some damage, right, to your ball, your cock and balls. Like if you, if you were to get like kicked in like a bar fight or in a situation that like was more of a surprise, like do you think you would have a similar type of, like, would you be able to sustain that damage more than, like, your average guy, do you feel? Oh, yeah, I, I, would, I would probably say, yeah. I mean, I've been in fights. I've been, you know, hit by vehicles. I work construction. I've been shot in the hand by nail guns, run over by equipment on my foot. Like, I have a really stupid pain tolerance in that I think this kink is definitely, like, Good thing, but yeah. it's added to that for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we definitely don't think it's a bad thing, no. you know. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, talking to oh, yeah. you that it's all very communicative. There's nothing that's happening that isn't consensual. It, you know, um, and I guess like just our last kind of thing is: is there anything else that you want to say? you know about yourself or cock and ball torture or anything that you feel like you have to communicate you can you can use our platform if you want okay i appreciate that i mean at this point i mostly have like questions for myself like how how am i gonna move forward in my current relationship and how am i gonna communicate to her that hey this kink isn't going away and I, I live in the middle of nowhere in a very small state, so I'm, I mean, I'm having trouble finding communicate to communities even. So I mean, this kinks are definitely like everybody's got their thing, and whether that be you know pulling your hair or you know getting pegged, you know, there's no there's no right or wrong kink, and I think that this platform and you guys really actually helped me open my eyes to the fact that. It is more common than I thought it was, you know. So it's nice to talk to you guys and not really feel alone in this. So appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And we're, you know, we're all about it. We totally agree that everybody has their own thing. And 
it's worth exploring. I don't think that it's like, you know, talking to like when you talk about it out loud, I think at first it's like kind of jarring, like hearing about specific kinks. But I think that, you know, after talking with you for, you know, 20, 25 minutes, it's like it's a normal thing that everybody has. Some people just might have more not abnormal kinks, but more like out of the box thinking, you know, than your average Joe. And it shouldn't be. You should never feel like shameful about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, encourage people to communicate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Communicate with your partner. You know, talk about your kinks, what you want to try, what they want to try, and you know, the you can't ever have too much communication when it comes to that. Um, but Paul, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the pod. This was a very enlightening and educational call that we had with you and thank you so much yeah no thank you guys i'll be sure to subscribe to you guys you on spotify right yeah spotify anchor uh apple apple podcast whatever yeah we're there cool yeah awesome sure you guys up rad we'll have a have a great rest of your weekend paul yeah thanks paul have a good one appreciate it man you too bye all right bye Paul is dope. Dude, Paul Big is the Paul. man. First off, okay, let me scoot my chair over back to where I was because I don't want to. <clears throat> Paul is the man. Yeah. yeah. That, that was cool. That was really cool. That was I, super cool. I think we all kind of had butterflies in our tummies. Oh, yeah. Well, that was also the first phone call interview that we've had on mm. Fantasy Day Night. Hopefully it sounds good. No, it was nice, like, how open and calm. Yeah, was that's what I'm saying. And then, like. Like he said, like we're trying to give him a platform to yeah. talk. It was nice that he took advantage of that. And he was like he super nice and like willing to talk. It's like I wasn't expecting that, which is great. Yeah, I mean with, with stuff like like what we were talking about too, like when you're talking about kinks, like a lot of our society has made that sort of a shameful thing to yeah. talk about. It's nice to be able to overcome that and talk openly. Yeah. Because that's how it should be. Yeah. We should be able to talk about what we like. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it might not be – a regular ep of fantasy date night that our audience has expected. We yeah. zagged pretty hard. Yeah, but entertaining and educational nonetheless. Absolutely. I would rather I would rather that be start to be the norm. Yeah, we're I gonna, guess that would be a better way to put it. From what I said, is that is way more educational than I thought it was going to be for you know, for everyone. You know. Yeah. Wow. Let me do this real quick. I just want to make sure. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Technical mic things. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's done. It's like a sigh of relief, you know? Yeah. Well, what he didn't tell us who we had lined up. I mean, I kind of had a hunch. Yeah, it was pretty. Well, we had talked about it before on the show and, you know, vaguely. And I think it's so interesting because, you know, there's three sides to every story, right? There's mm-hmm. like your side, there's my side, and then somewhere in between there's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty chill to hear it from Paul's perspective. Hell yeah. Because like from an outside perspective, I can see how people are like, whoa, that's super weird. Or like, I don't mm-hmm. know about mm-hmm. that. But when you break it down layer by layer, it's like, okay. It becomes relatable. Yeah. 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 And especially the like, he has like a high pain tolerance. Like that was like a... Yeah. Thing that was like, okay, like I get that. Yeah. You know, I never even thought about the like fight or flight adrenaline, 
like aspect yeah. of it. Well, and that's why super I, interesting. I, I asked him like, and I didn't mean to sound like I don't know. I I hate that I, like my questions would sound like negative in a way, but like when I said adrenaline junkie, like how much of it is sexual and how much of it is just like an adrenaline rush. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like, oh, I've been skydiving, I've been skiing. It's like, well, those are pretty heavy. Like I wonder if it's more one than the other. You know? Yeah. But it, yeah. I mean, I have like so many other questions now that it's like over. To yeah, think of course, about. it's always gonna be like what you do. You always like rap shooting, and it's like fuck. I wish we got that yeah, one. Scene. You yeah, you always just wish you had more time. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is a good opportunity that if any of our listeners say, either like have a kink or they're it might not be their kink or like it's they're asking for a friend you know whatever hit us up and we can interview you like we did paul maybe we'll technically have it be cleaner and figured out by then because we were just recording from the iphone speakerphone but um and as always we can keep it anonymous it's not ever live if something comes out you don't want to be aired yeah. you can always edit things post we can delete the whole thing yeah if you, it turns <laughs> out hey i hated this conversation you guys suck cool we'll never air it yeah yeah, I feel like it. We elevated the pod today a little bit, though. We did. Normally, we're talking about butt wiping and stuff, yeah, but yeah, this was yeah. like a little higher brow. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad it was. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it's taking that direction. Let's be a kink, kink exploring podcast. We just need people to talk to. You know. Yeah. I could see being into not being in control, but not to the point of like, um, like obviously you said spectrum, right? Yeah. Maybe not like the complete end of that spectrum but like uh, that could be chill I don't know, I Shane like wants being to handcuffed be... to a bed would be chill you know I feel like that's yeah, an aspect of it right like, yeah. thank you yeah. like that could be chill well that's a whole other subcategory of like bondage yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Really, which is chill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see but I, I don't think that would be chill to be like ah, see but then I don't know I don't know like, Shane wants to be really scared no <laughs> see that okay thank you for putting it i couldn't like come up with the words in my head but like i don't want to be scared that part with like the fear kind yeah. of like that's a thing like i don't want do that. you have any like feelings of claustrophobia because i feel like that would definitely play a bit it. yeah like i'm definitely not trying to be like put in a box or anything you know or like <laughs> have you ever had like a blindfold on and like done anything no. with that no like that could be chill but like maybe that's the yeah that might be edging a little that might be the border I, but, but dude who knows like yeah, you could no, say one thing say I, I didn't think about yeah. that yeah. you know but yeah there was uh one time that i had sex and it was like in total pitch black darkness like couldn't see the hand in front of you like yeah. sensory deprivation yeah and it was super tight like you know how they have those restaurants where you eat like blindfolded and it helps you like your tastes I actually are like more enhanced yeah it was like that where it was like your whole visual like there was no visual stimulation at all and it was like it was pretty chill I could was see that it being chill. was it in a sleep deprivation no machine. no was it like meant to be that way was it like you're going in this room and it's really dark or did it just happen it happened really okay. it was like uh in a room that had really good um blackout curtains uh, like and it was at night yeah so it's like the blackout curtains like it was zero light those blackout curtains are great yeah mm -hmm. for many reasons obviously yeah but i don't know i agree with paul it's nice to like spice things up a bit sure. and 
try some new stuff. You never know what you're into, you know? Yeah, variety yeah. is the spice of life. Especially yeah. nowadays, like, I feel it's it's a lot easy. Not, I don't want to say easy, but, like, it's it's probably nice to be able to, like, have these avenues of, like, communication, like, Tinder, Bumble, like, all those to yeah. kind of, like... I don't want to say sure speed the search up, but I think your your yeah. net is is. I can't imagine know. having a kink like that and like trying to facilitate that. Like in the seventies, like you put out a newspaper yeah. ad, like what are you doing? Yeah, that's you hard. Have to like, yeah, there's less. It's less in the shadows now. Yeah, mm, you yeah. know, and like, you know, since everybody can communicate on the internet, there's all kinds of communities that yeah, you, you can, can find, find somebody like minded for sure. Yeah, yeah. Reddit. And it's like not only like minded, but it's like if you're Paul, like you have the kink of getting kicked in the balls. Like someone might have, like the he says, he hasn't found the, yeah. the partner. That person's out there, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that person's out there. I also am super interested um, with like he obviously has the significant other, and like yeah. that's pretty cool of her to be like, yeah, um, like yeah, but like here are the parameters type deal. Like, yeah, that was cool. That was good info. It's good communication. Great communication. And he, resp- yeah. and he honors that, you know? Yeah, and just, just, yeah, communication and respect and trust between two partners, that's, that's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if, do you think it would be like a, you, you'd like to supervise that? Or is it like a, hey, Some you we should have asked. I know, now. That way we should have asked that one. What do you mean? Like, is, is, is the significant there? other in is the room? Is she, like, overseeing, just, like, watching this? Or... Is yeah. this just like, hey, I trust you, go for it? Yeah, I feel like it's more the latter. Yeah, that's great. That speaks way more volumes, I think, than having yeah. somebody like supervise. Damn, he got nail gun in the hand. <sighs> ran, he he was, just like ran over a couple times. Yeah, too. Like, I mean, I suppose. Who knows? That's tough, dude. But you see where I was going? <laughs> but it's cool to be like, dang, like, like you said. Have you gotten a fight and like kicked in the balls and like that's a someone's like I have the trump card you know yeah or the trap card and it's like no you don't yeah, yeah. like those samurai fights where like I'm gonna leave myself exposed but then I have like the counter exactly. attack for it so yeah. it's a great like, bar fight just leave your balls exposed yeah. wait for him to take the shot you got yeah, your yeah. opening and then I'm gonna fucking destroy you have you guys ever explored any kinks that you were like you were like oh I might be interested and then it was like no I'm not down with that. No. no, I've never had one no. where I was like, I want to try this, and then I've tried it and was like, never mind. Like I'm definitely not a f- like I could I could see myself definitely not being a foot guy. Have I explored that? No, but like I've you know that's definitely yeah. that's my input on that. <laughs> that's <laughs> a whole other thing too. Like yeah. I'm not, but who knows? I'm man. not like a foot guy, but like I think feet can be sexy. Like if they're like pedicured, you know, sure. and it's like like. A picture of just a lone foot, like a nice foot. No, no, no. Just okay. like, but it's like in the heat of the moment, and it's like, oh, there's a foot here. Like, put a foot in the mouth. Micah, a toe in the mouth, you know? <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. Just whatever. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, That's great. Nice. Nice. I did. So, one thing that I did explore that was like, probably won't do it again, is uh, Nuru Massage. Oh, oh I know just what that is. yeah, it's just messy. It seems yeah. messy. I didn't like go to a place and yeah. like do it. It was like with a partner. Mm-hmm. And we like tried it, but uh, how come? It's well, like you know, I feel like if you're gonna try something, you got to go all out. Mm-hmm. And so I bought like uh, like rubber sheets. Like okay, so people that aren't familiar with what yeah. new room massage is, is like 
you it's a it's like an oil massage without using your hands and only your body and like both people are nude so it's like you're using your boobs you're using your forearms you're using like your weights like all kinds of shit and it's kind of like an erotic massage mm. but uh so like i got the rubber sheets there's like specific nuru gel that you get um and it was tight it was super cool it's just you have to keep like adding water to the gel and like if if you want it to be like warm and if it like isn't warm then it gets really cold and yeah yeah, and it does get messy and it gets like sticky if you like wait (laughs) too long so yeah it was kind of that well your mistake was you didn't have the room set to 98 yeah. degrees. Yeah. It's like yeah. a sauna. It has to be very hot. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Corey's a new guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a big fan of like, don't knock it till you try it. Oh, Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Maybe I'm the biggest foot foot guy out there. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't know until you try Report back. <laughs> Report back. I'll send a text. Nope. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But good for those people, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Found it. As uh, Cheryl Crow, the the great Cheryl Crow said that mm-hmm. if it makes you happy, yeah. it can't be that bad. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What a great... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched uh, a little bit of a Shania Twain concert last night. It was really good. <laughs> no hate. No hate. Yeah. It was really good. Country. Shania rips it where dude. was she yeah. performing i don't know it was, was on this YouTube. recent like how old is she now she's like she, she looks great timeless because uh, i looked yeah. i saw her instagram i was like that's shania twain she looks great i need to see some live performances what's the because now i just have that's not the that's a go-to feeling yeah. all right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah people were just going nuts oh my god big people arena small show <laughs> intimate stadium yeah. bro Cat. probably cowboys stadium <laughs> yeah. 120,000 people <laughs> there i'm obsessed with like divas like Cher, donna summers diana yeah. ross like Celine Dion, Shania Twain, she's like country diva. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Royalty. The you queen. have that, yeah. dude. You, we, have, we were driving home from that Lakers game and you threw that diva playlist on and I stole all of it. Yeah. And put it on so the wedding good. playlist. Oh, I was like, dude. yeah, this is it. You know? Yeah. Bad Wh- girl. That's yeah. <laughs> fucking Whitney Houston, diva, dude. Yeah. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yeah. They're so good. Powerful women preaching, you know, mm-hmm. dude. Share. When was the last time you listened to "Believe" by Share? Recently, yeah. Honestly, like two weeks ago. Like yeah. that song is like twenty years ahead of its time. Yep. Like, can you imagine it being okay? I don't know when it came out, but I like to believe that it came out at like ninety eight, ninety nine. You're at a fucking yeah. Y two K party, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like five minutes to midnight and fucking shares believe comes on yeah. oh dude you're like Some the world is gonna or... end but yeah. fucking i believe in life after love dude <laughs> i just October had that... 22nd 1998 wow oh, nice. yeah. hell yeah so that's still fresh for the y2k party do you oh, remember yeah. y2k yeah i remember obviously we were i was 10 Mm-hmm. But I remember sitting there being like looking at my computer in the bottom right hand corner. Waiting for the mm-hmm. number to roll over. Like looking around. Tick. And it's like, yep, nothing. We zero zero. Zero zero. <laughs> like, wasn't that difficult. <laughs> Our family went with like three other families that were like really we've just been friends forever growing yeah. up. And like a bunch of kids, whatever. We rented a house out in Big Bear. 
and like spent New Year's Eve in like a cabin out in Big Bear. Like no technology, no nothing. So if like anything did happen, yeah. was that we the reason sick. or was it just like coincidental? Yeah, were you like, know. we need to get remote? Yeah, was it like, we're getting the fuck out of technology? <laughs> no, town? It, it didn't, yeah. It didn't have that feeling. But, but you were 10 at the time, too, so who knows? I was. Maybe 11. No, I was 12. 88, brother. Oh, that's fair, yeah. December. Um, yeah, I was 11. But, yeah, no, it was it was cool. I remember watching the ball drop and the world not exploding. Which yeah. Is always good. That's always nice. Yeah. What was the other one? Um, the Mayan calendar one, right? Oh, oh, yeah, I had I had the apocalypse party at the house Dude. I was living at. Yeah, yeah, that was chill. And we made <laughs> s'mores over the butane portable stove, and like a lot of people got sick. Nice. <laughs> you remember that? I remember eating like four of those, yeah. four s'mores, and being like, "No, this is fine." And were, like people were very sick. Yeah. Yeah. you were fresh out of college, right? Yeah. And we were doing like the super sketchy housing situation where it was like a foreclosed home. <laughs> yeah, Remember God. that? Yeah. Do we want to fucking get into that? Uh, whatever. Remember that? Yeah. I Maybe mean, yeah. like next year is twenty twenty two. This way a year. It was right after like two. It was right after the housing crisis, and mm-hmm. there was all kinds of foreclosed houses. It's weightier because it's. I think it's ten years, right? That is the statute. Yeah. For oh, what? Okay, for yeah. squatting? I don't know. We didn't do anything. Yeah. We no. Didn't, yeah. We, we had a lawyer. Anything, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but your lawyer went to jail, right? Well, that's so, that's yeah. him. Yeah, he's not my lawyer anymore, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that mansion we almost moved in on? Off- oh, God. So, like, all these foreclosed houses, this guy that we met was like, yeah, you just, like, find a foreclosed house, whatever, like, cut the lock on it, all file paperwork that says that you guys live here while like the bank technically owns it yeah. and the bank's like representatives never show up to court mm-hmm. so they can't prove that I don't own it yeah and you guys should just live here but no. like you, you make it sound like we had all of this information up we front. didn't okay. it was like yeah, yeah. just <laughs> yeah just no no, no. It's, it's like we have this system where it's like we go to the banks and we communicate with the banks and we have these foreclosed houses and we work with the banks to rent you know, when you were like yeah. the, when you first started talking to this dude, it seemed like oh this is official. This is yeah, like a sweet no. loophole. We're doing everything above board, one hundred percent legal. He made it seem like you guys are. And it Woody's did. looking a little questionable. Well, because well Shane and Corey we were, were the first. guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then it was like okay, here Woody, you can move in here, but this is actually what's going on. Yeah, and I remember it hit me when we were moving into that house, and all the neighbors knew the situation with the house, and, and yeah. we didn't. And like, not that, I mean, not that there was like a lot of information, but like, they were like, this is strange. Like they kind of knew like people shouldn't be moving into this house. Like, what are these kids doing? Yeah. So we moved in and I think the moment it hit me was like some guy like walked into the house. Remember when our roommate was home and it was the guy who was working, like, I guess technically was working for the house was for the bank. Yeah. It was like a bank representative just like walked inside and it's fully furnished or living there and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing and our yeah. roommate was like what the fuck are you you know like this like yeah. you just walked into my house and it was yeah. like this and then we started getting things on the doors that was yeah. like and then it was like okay you guys have 90 days to get out of here and it's and, like hell yeah 90 days <laughs> 90 more yeah. days brother and yeah. we would call our 
person we went through and he's like oh this is perfect this is great this is just what we need and that started happening a lot more how did he possibly have that attitude dude i'm telling you that's what it was <laughs> well, was it like hell yeah this is great i'm telling you that was what it was it was well, like this is awesome here great good god good and it was like in california removing like squatters yeah, is yeah. like so hard yeah. and so that 90 yeah. days is basically like you have 90 days to like respond to this posting yeah. and then it'll be a couple more months until yeah happens. well and then usually what because like i did the same thing with once yeah. once i Cause I was very skeptical, and then I went over to like Corey and Shane's like quote unquote house, that, and I was like, wait a sec, like they're sleeping here, like <laughs> yeah. this, this is working, and I was like, okay, chill, I want to do this too, and when we, the reason why we all did this is because these houses that were probably worth like a million dollars or like high hundreds of thousands of dollars, and like the rent would probably, be, you know, this is these are like four or five bedroom houses sometimes, and the rent would be like. Three thousand, thirty-five hundred. Mm-hmm. We were getting charged like seven hundred bucks total. It yeah. was like five hundred bucks a person. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, when I moved to LA, yeah, which is I think one of the reasons why he got caught because he like branched out of his bubble. Um, it was four of us living in that house that for the apocalypse party that had like yeah. six bedrooms, yeah. and the total rent was like fourteen hundred dollars. Oh and this was probably just that they're probably paying some fees of what they're doing and then they're just yeah taking the rest well because well, also not taking care of the house there's literally no yeah. expenditures yeah. on their part well if anything woody upped that property value baby they went in there and they cleaned that place yeah. out yeah it was fucked up. we did we cleaned it up there it had plumbing problems and like right when we moved in it was like okay there's like fecal matter coming out of the shower yeah. you know and coming out of the shower it was like yeah someone would use one bathroom and then it would be like there was like one shower go it. there was one shower that was like lower in the house than all the uh, other plumbing and so it would be like if it was backed up it would come out of that shower um and so we like i was like hey we just moved in you know like we had a plumber here he said it's going to be like two grand whatever can we mm-hmm. figure it out and he like figured it out like went halfsies and on it mm. and the thing that was crazy is we weren't paying him rent we were paying him lawyer fees yeah. quote unquote yeah and that's why it was all okay yep which it definitely was not no <laughs> looking back no i remember the first time you guys told me about that i was like no fucking way that's just not okay There's it was no so tight it was yeah. so tight i mean that's how housing should work you yeah just pay for <laughs> yeah. the bank just owns it if and you the bank can no find money an at all. empty house you could live in it <laughs> well and you know because he mostly did it in orange county and long beach and mm-hmm. then i started working in la and he was like okay i don't only really do la but if you want to drive a, he's like here's a list of all these foreclosed homes drive around and he was like specifically look for like deadbolts on the gates or the door look for look for overgrown grass on the yard like you want to find houses that there's not a lot of attention being paid to them so if you're a neighbor that lives on that street and you see someone like moving into that house they're gonna be more like oh my god like they're finally finally gonna like do the yard you know like the property values are gonna go higher because like they're gonna take care of their yard yeah that makes sense actually yeah yeah we had one really nosy neighbor that older guy Mm -hmm. who would like mob up like when we're in the we had like a little courtyard and he would just cruise up and he would be asking all these questions it was like fuck talk to my lawyer dog yeah yeah Yeah. at that point if you're saying that talk to my lawyer you're like fuck 
Yeah, it was shitty. It was a, it was a pretty genius yeah. until he got went to jail. But yeah, until he, do you know how long he went to jail for? I think he I, got. They hit. like made an example out yeah, of him. Yeah. I think he started fucking around in like Beverly Hills. Yeah. And it was like okay, instead of we these houses, like ten years. it became like a thing. Like people were doing this, and it was like okay, we're gonna. So they crucified him and yeah. this in the bud. Well, and because you're fucking with the banks, yeah. Because yeah, like, don't fuck with big money. Well, Corey touched upon it briefly, but what would happen is these foreclosed homes every like ninety days there would be a court hearing to declare that the bank still owned the house, mm-hmm. and the lawyer would show up. And there'd be no bank people there, and he'd be like, "No, I own the house. Like, yeah. look at this paperwork." And the judge, the judge would be like, "Okay, bank, argue your case. Oh, there's no one here. Like, yep. you own the house. Yeah. You know, like, sold. Yeah." And so then the bank would have to come and like be like, "Hey, actually, he doesn't own the house. <laughs> yeah. We own the house." There was like a set of documents that was taped to our front door that I looked at, and I was like, "Oh God." Yeah, like Let's if anybody came, you like, like give them. We immediately started like looking because there was a minute where we got booted. We got booted out of the first one, and no, excuse me, we only lived in one. Yeah. Right. So we were about to get booted, and it was like, um, find another one, and we yeah. were like, fuck, okay. So we like found a couple, and he legitimately kind of went radio silence on us. Yeah. And that's when we were like, okay, panic. Yeah. Back to. Back to where we were. Corey's yeah. moving into grandma's again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the castle. Yeah. It was it was kind of sketch. Yeah, but chill. Yeah, that's funny. Wild. Those I look back because like I did that for two years and saved so much oh, money. Oh yeah, so yeah. much insane. Money. And you're living like right out of college, living in these like amazing houses. Yep. Like huge, huge houses. Huge. Yeah. We looked at one that was like, okay, obviously a bunch of like skinhead Nazis were squatting in here. There was like cray, but like mansion. It was yeah, eight bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Giant. Huge. We were like, whoa, I mean, it's a little rough around the edges and there's a swastika on the wall, but we this is kind of chill. Throw a little elbow grease no, on no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm so glad we did. Three guys living in an eight bedroom house. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about how we would break it up into you like serious like <laughs> serious conversations about I could take the total top yeah. half. Of I this. get this wing. Yeah. This is Corey's playroom. This yeah. is Corey's yeah. bedroom. This is Corey's office. Everybody this gets, is Shane's playroom. Everyone gets two bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's true. Yeah. Um it's a good goof though. Well, we made it again. Past, wanna, past right an up. hour, right yeah, up. probably this, one of my favorites. This was a good one. Yeah, um, thank you again. To learn so much. If we're gonna submit any episodes for like awards for anything, it's like, probably this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, uh, awards committee, for giving us the award. It's an honor just to be nominated. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, shout out to Paul. Thank you, Paul. If yeah. anybody yeah, ever wants huge. to discuss basically anything on anything. the show. Uh, you can. Where can they find us, Zach? They can find us at Shane at FantasyDateNight.com Woody at FantasyDateNight.com Zach at FantasyDateNight.com Corey at FantasyDateNight.com Or fantasy, the FantasyDateNight No, FantasyDateNight.com You fuck me up, Corey. I know, I, I love it is now. <laughs> It's the FantasyDateNight at gmail.com Yeah, the FantasyDateNight at gmail.com Or the Fantasy No, FantasyDateNight.com Yeah um, we do that well, Instagram. from last week. We do this every week. How do you fuck it up from Zach? Well, now Corey's got it in my fucking head, and I can't remember which one's which. Check us out on our Instagram. We got merch on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Jillian's still waiting for the... Oh, I forgot. I should have let her know. 
Whatever. Well, if she's a listener, she knows. Um, yeah, tag us. We're waiting for that. Mm. What do they call that? Um, Promotion? Yeah, but when it's like we're not paying for it, it like user free user public- generated publicity, free yeah, publicity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.